When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast with Gary and Tim. Great to have you with us this morning. Um, enjoying the interaction with our magnificent audience. Uh, there's been a few strange messages. Hard for Cam Rayner to captain Brisbane when he's no longer there. Have I missed something? Phil Marshall, welcome to you. Where's Cam Rayner gone? <laughs> no, he's he, Cam Rayner is... That's uh, wrong! He's still there. I'm, I'm, I thought, have I missed something over the preseason? No, Might Cam be on Rainer, a, he's that person who ever takes mm, that through, he's still very much. Might be on a back right. flank, but still very much at the gab. I, I heard you talking about the cricket yesterday, and good morning to you both. I was just blown away by the cricket yesterday, and there's a great piece of analysis on the BBC from a, a journal by the name of Stephen Shamilt, and he puts it probably best, goes to the heart of it, like you two were talking about earlier. He wrote, in another world, they might have won it a day earlier and the match would already have been forgotten. Instead, they lost it and it will be talked about for many years to come. So even in defeat, he wrote, England have thrown another party in honour of Test cricket. And um, listening mm. to Ben Stokes yesterday, they are gonna, they're not going to waste, as he said, nearly a year of learning to play this way to throw it all out the window for the mm. Ashes. So yep. No. They're coming for us. Beautifully put. Beautifully, beautifully put. I thought Gary surmised or summarised it very well this morning, but that's even taken it to a new level. Sam, um, I can talk to you a little bit later too about a new program that we're working on at Channel oh. 7. What is uh, it? A little bit early to go with it yet, but uh, it is... Is it got a working it, title? Um, well, you've come up with one, haven't you? What are yeah. you calling it? With two Abbeys and a baby. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> it's coming back oh, with... Oh, Damn, we're going to keep that under wraps for a bit longer, we were. Is this in competition for Best on Ground? Is Best on Ground going around again? That's not a show that I'm a part of, so I wouldn't but know. But it's the, in the family, it's in the tent. I, I just know, wondered if it was, is that happening? I wouldn't know the answer. I seriously wouldn't know the answer. What do you think about George's designer stubble that he's going with? This I like year? it. You like it? That's a deliberate, calculated shaving. Hey, Brisbane are going to appoint their captain. What's that? I want to talk about it. No, no, I wasn't listening. We're talking about your design of stubble, George, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was reading a message. Uh, yeah, well, just... Yeah, no, well. Brisbane, good. captaincy, that's today. Yes. Is it there is. a chance that the co-captains will be announced? Yes, because that's what Chris Fagan said yesterday, that it was a possibility. And hasn't this been the summer of captaincy changes? So Sloan to Dawson, Pendles to Moore, Heppel to Merritt, Fife to Pierce, Selwood to Danger, McAvoy to Sicily, and Zeebel to Simkin and McDonald. And Brisbane will be the last of them today, Gary, when they announce their successor to Dane Zorko. But... Forget who it's going to be or how many it's going to be. I was actually a bit struck yesterday with how the lines went about deciding. So there was a team vote for a leadership group, and then five players have put their hand up to be skipper. But the club then didn't just go back and make a decision as a group of coaches or, or admin. They went about it a different way. Have a listen to Chris Fagan yesterday. We grilled them each for, for an hour, and uh, that was actually a fantastic process. And it just um, you know, really showed to me and the others in the room we've got a lot of quality young men at our footy club who have got great capacity to lead. Now, I know he's on with you, but that yeah. was the press conference yesterday. No, no, no. I'm just saying he told us that's exactly yeah. what they're going to do. So an hour-long sit-down, mm. job-style interview, yeah. which yeah. is quite unique. I'm getting um, a suggestion like that, that could be an Andrews McCluggage uh, co-captaincy situation. Well, and my, no Lockie Neal. Well, that's just a suggestion. 
Anyway, we'll get it. We'll find out today. It's going well, to be I wonder. Tonight. I wonder whether or not you know the whole sort of story about uh, him almost going back to Fremantle or wanting to go back to Fremantle or going wanting to go back to WA sort of like 12, 18 months ago. Whether or not you know that would influence anybody there at the Brisbane Lions in the decision making process. Well, impossible for us to say, isn't it? But for Dane Zorko, but that wouldn't to- surprise you, though, would it? Well, without knowing how close he actually was to going, it's it's hard for us to judge, isn't it? Do you reckon that would stick with him years on? Well, you would want somebody that was deep. You would want somebody that's deeply committed. Don't and, you think he's deeply committed? Well, I, I I don't know, but on on that evidence of him possibly thinking mm. about wanting to go back, you'd say, well, maybe no, no, not. I don't think there's anything possibly about it. I think that's very much on the agenda. Okay, well, let's say that he did then. Yeah, yeah I think that would be maybe might work against him. Well, maybe. In Make, terms of the dressing room, it may work against you as well. The you've got Andrews and McCluggage are there, the loyal servants have just been, been there since day one. And Dane Zorko didn't hesitate. He endorsed Hugh McCluggage straight away, which is quite rare for an outgoing skipper to just nominate one person. That's where he went. Uh, I heard you talking about the voice and the Devil's Den uh, Stadium funding in Tassie earlier. I know a lot of ass journos on my side of the fence have speculated for a while that Gill could stay longer, again, beyond the last stipulated exit date, which is round five's gather round in Adelaide in mid-April. Mm. It's now Widely, I'd say widely expected, anticipated, believed, if you like, among the clubs I've spoken to that Gill stays beyond that okay. and, in fact, well into the season. Okay, let's jump in there. Why? Just way too much happening. So the primarily, I suppose, the federal budget is huge for Tasmania, obviously, in the pursuit of that $240 million in funding. Now, that release date for that is expected to be in early May, perhaps May well, 9. We, we sorted that out today. We had exclusive <laughs> yes. phone call. I know. Yep. You did. And then... Also, what the clubs believe is that the GM of football position vacated by Brad Scott won't be filled until after that CEO position, and perhaps, perhaps that role will again be streamlined. So in the wake of Steve Hawking's departure, the role was considered too big, as we know. It was essentially divided between Scott, Laura Kane, who came in from North Melbourne, overseen by Andrew Dillon, a shared portfolio, if you like. But it just sounds like there might be another restructure in there. We'll have to wait and see. Now, as you said earlier, a lot of names linked to the GM of football position. I take it Nathan Buckley is not going to be involved? I don't know whether Bucks, in a direct answer to a question from us, said that oh, he'd take a call. I don't even know whether a call was made to him. I don't know that to be a fact, but he's um, committing to his media role. So he's Can not I a- ask you a question without notice, speaking yeah. of media roles? Is, is Nathan Buckley, there's a vacancy on the couch? Yes, there is. Is he filling it? It'll be announced tomorrow, Sam. He will so be. He, he'll be announced, he will be announced tomorrow. It. 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 Will be announced tomorrow. Okay. What about? I'm hearing. I'm hearing um, that Tom Harley is still sort of around. You know, this whole discussion about you know the successor to Gill, that type of thing. Is there a possibility where they get him out of Sydney? He becomes the football boss, and then he becomes part of a succession plan over the years to become the CEO. Like. Mate, Can you see a world in, window, yeah, in which I, that happens? Well, it makes good sense, but I don't know whether Tom would leave the CEO role of Sydney to go and be the head of footy. Would he? I, no, I don't know. I don't know the answer to the, that, that question, but that would seem to me to be something that they should consider, the AFL. Jimmy Bartell was another name I know you mentioned before. And what about Jordan Lewis? So there's someone who I saw yesterday, it's a friend of mine on the small screen, part of that current draft announcement. Could he be someone who might have been approached, do you I, think? I think he definitely had a phone call. Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, but I, I think don't, Yeah. Anyway, I think he was certainly in there thinking. Well, can you, I mean, Sam, we've had, we muck around with it, of course. Don't ever take anything we say too seriously. But we are, I am flummoxed 
staggered that that role hasn't been filled two weeks out from the start of the AFL season. What 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 are we waiting for? Well, it, it's basically been absorbed by. I mentioned Laura Kane. I mentioned Andrew. It's not like the the desk has been vacated. No one's there. What are we waiting for? Well, I think we're waiting for the CEO to be announced first, and then the GM of football okay, will follow. So, what are we waiting for for the CEO? Well, there's if, a lot. There's if, a lot on the CEO. No, I know that. But if Andrew Dillon, just say he's the red hot favourite. What's holding them back? Why not announce him and have Gill stay until? If you reckon there's so much on the plate, have Gill stay as the. Well, I think Richard Gorder would love the chairman would love Gill to stay indefinitely. So but he's not going to. No, he's not going to. But so, the assumption somewhere. we make is that. Is there, like when Gill took over from Andrew Demetri, is there another Gil? Is there a logical successor? So the only assumption we can make, given the delays, that perhaps there isn't. How long has Gill been in that position? Oh, geez, how far back are we going now? Uh, I'd have to have a has look. Has he been in there 10 years? Eight years? Is yeah. it a, my question to you, being the journalist here, is, is it a failure of the AFL not to have a succession plan? 2014, he was appointed. Yeah, that's a long time. It's a long time. Yeah. What, what, eight, so let's nine say years. eight years, yep. eight, going on nine years. Is it a failure of the AFL not to have a succession plan? Well, yeah, possibly. Can yeah. we ask you as our, our number one man? Keep asking him questions. <laughs> to, no, to officially dig I and say, questions. can you tell us definitively why you haven't got either of these roles filled two weeks out from the start of the season? Definitively. And if they say, oh, well, you know, um, Andrew and Laura mm. are doing it, and um, well, Andrew and Laura can do it if that's the case for the year. Mm. Otherwise, put someone in there, get their feet under the desk, have Andrew and Laura, you know, ride alongside them while they get things sorted out. Yeah. Well, the AFL listen to our program from time to time. Anybody okay. there that might be listening now, just send us through some of the answers to our questions because well, there's a lot out there. Decisions are being made at the same time. So obviously the tribunal um, was overhauled, 13 recommendations or changes made and announced yesterday, the, the tightening of the legal loophole. Of course, it saw Patrick Cripps uh, wriggle out of that uh, that ban last year. Um, the, there's a lot of changes there. Tightening of definition of front-on contact, um, given where we sit with concussion. Now it pertains to not just a player with his head down over the ball, but a player with their head over the ball. It doesn't have to be down. Um, but that Cripps um, loophole being closed after that four-and-a-half-hour marathon hearing, that was after legal back and forth last year. That was the most noteworthy change. So that was the case that Gill said he was, quote-unquote, very agitated by. And the league's memo yesterday said clubs and, by extension, their legal counsels that the tribunal is not conducting court proceedings. And they even went as far to change the language around tribunal hearings. Now, it's um, references are going to be called directions and instructions and jury are going to be replaced with, with panel. So not a jury, it's a panel. So there's the error of law now has been tightened as well. It's mm-hmm. got to be related to the decision being made. So it's all around um, tightening up. I guess the, the 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 process around the tribunal, so that lawyers don't come in yeah. and completely bog it down with um, with legal but will, specifics. But will that stop lawyers from if it gets the preliminary final and there's a particularly contentious? So. Well, they're saying now that 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 avenue, so that error of law avenue, which is one of four grounds for appeal, is only relevant now if there was an error of law that had a material impact on the tribunal's decision. So it has to be specific related to the decision that's being made. Um, Speaking of Brendan Gale, last week told us here at SEN that the MCC Collingwood deal giving Collingwood members exclusive rights over reserve seating in the Ponsford stand at home and away games wasn't fair. And after years of lobbying, it looks like it's about to change. So we're talking around 15,000 seats, seats that members of Richmond and other MCG tenants have to vacate, even if their side is playing home games against Collingwood. But it's how many of those seats at the moment, Gary and Tim, that are handed back that remains the sticking point. So it's not resolved yet. 
And the Tigers have been filthy given that. They had more members, only slightly, albeit, than Collingwood last year. And they argue the deal's outdated, no longer appropriate. It's for 2024 anyway. They're going to be giving some back, Collingwood, but it's just a matter of, of how many. Um, the AFL's launched its season-opening TV commercial. I'm not sure if you saw this. It's called no. The Journey. You'll see a bit of this on the box in the coming days and weeks. Toby Green, Isaac Rankin, Kerno, Petrarca, uh, Daniel Rioli among those involved. Brings it back to the grassroots. Junior footy club coach making a spiel before the game. Here's a little snippet of that. Dunstall's got a terrified look on mm. his face out there. Absolutely terrified. Have you got Wiley, it now? He's, uh, he's now smiling. And isn't that what makes it so much fun? Yeah. Reaching for the sky together. You won't always get it right. That's okay. It's about having a crack. This is our game. This is our journey. And this. This is our time to fly. That's great, but I would have preferred... Your address to the Australian team over in Ireland. Whose voice is that? It's our time to fly, Gary. Who cares? Just, no, that's that... a coach. It's like a country footy, a coach. country or suburban footy coach uh, if, talking. Okay, there. if the Wisp advertising business was employed to promote the footy this round this year, and I said you've got six players that you can include in this advertorial mm. free of charge. Free of charge. Six part, players. It's part of their, you know, right. They have to do it part of their contract. Who are the six? Give me time to ever think about that. Okay. Because we need to take another break. Right. I just want to quickly finish with this last one. Oh, you is haven't this told your story a, about oh, the cat We're yet. out of time too. What a shame. Is this the cat so story? I'm wondering whether we Just quickly go with the cat story. Shop with a slot. There's an Italian pro cyclist by the name of Antonio Traberi. Big deal. He lives in San Marino, one of the world's smallest countries, landlocked by Italy, of course. Now, young Antonio did something very stupid recently. Ridiculous. He, he had an air rifle and he decided it'd be a good idea during target practice to target a cat. Thought, I'll oh, test the range. Surely oh, nothing oh, bad will happen here. Well, yeah. unfortunately. Rangers. Dunstall. He shot the cat. And the cat died. With right. a slug gun? With an air rifle. Yep. And so his team have fined him. They've suspended him without pay. But the added layer of severity for young Antonio is that the cat belonged to the San Marino Minister for Tourism and oh, the former no. San Marino head of state who now wants Antonio booted out of the country no. and his residency torn up. He shot the wrong cat. Every cat's the wrong cat, like, but he really shot the wrong cat. It'd be like shooting Martin Pakula's cat and... Back in the day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, not, not the dumb thing. So no, oh, we, don't, we don't make light of it, but that's a, no, that's a, that's a bizarre story for you, Gary. We don't make no, light of it. No, it's a great story. No, it's not a great story. No, it's a great story. It's not a great story. Oh, no, it's not it's a happy a, story. Oh, I'm no. saying it's a it's an interesting oh, well, no. it's an interesting story. <laughs> it's an interesting oh, story. Peter seems to have done himself a mischief. <laughs>